Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fill me up with a barrel full of monkeys as I hit being bored. I hate being bored. Look me up because I'm such a junkie. Every day all I want is more. So entertain me, entertain me right now. So entertain me, entertain me right now. Hello. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Pop Culture Junkie Podcast. I am Shauna and I am joined by my fellow junkies in alphabetical order. Oh, Haley comes first in the alphabet. Hi. Yes, yes. I'm Haley. <laughs> and Nicole. We are so smart, you guys. We know our ABCs. We know our one, two, threes. We know pop culture. <laughs> well, maybe we know our one, two, threes. I really <laughs> suck at math. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast right now, give us a rating. Give us a review. It's how we keep getting to be able to do this. You understand that <laughs> sentence. Just rate us, review us. (laughs) Yeah, subscribe to the podcast if you're not already just hitting that button. You know, it it improves our numbers and and helps us get seen or heard by more people. So, and you could do it without even switching apps. Just right on the app that you're listening to, just give us a a subscribe, a follow, and a quick review. We'd appreciate it. So how are you guys doing this week on this wonderful day that we are recording? Doing good, doing good. NASCAR started back up again, so I'm in my happy place. Good, good. Haley over here looking like eight mile. What's up, Haley? I know. I, I'm trying to get hyped. I'm trying to like get you know knees Mom's weak, spaghetti. arms are heavy. Yeah, that whole thing. No, mostly I'm just uh, shivering because I've been sick for the majority of uh, the <laughs> the month. I no. work in a petri dish, you guys. So like all these kids come to work and they just. Mm bring all their illnesses and it's impossible for me to avoid it so that's what i've been dealing with that sounds disgusting but also like thank you for bringing up the next generation of people but also you and stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) all of that yep (laughs) (laughs) well since you've been sick have you gotten to like binge or catch up on anything yeah, I've been watching so much stuff, you guys. I got caught up on all my shows, and I even had time to check out two new shows. Mm-hmm. So one just premiered on ABC. It is a sitcom called Not Dead Yet. It's got Gina Rodriguez and Hannah Simone, who you would know as Cece from New Girl. Yes. And the concept is this gal's life falls apart. She had moved to London to be engaged to this guy and everything falls apart. So she moves back, has to take her old job at a lower position than she was when she left and is just kind of real miserable. And she gets assigned to write obituaries for this publication. And the twist in a kind of I don't know, Pushing Daisies meets 
heart and souls kind of thing is that the people that she has to write the obituaries about their ghosts follow her around until she writes their obituary. So she has to kind of, um, you know, deal with, uh, like the first episode is this old, old man who kind of teaches her a little bit about the meaning of life and what she's missing out on by, uh, being, you know, kind of so down in the dumps about her situation. And then from there, she deals with a self-help guru. And then, uh, the latest episode, she had an influencer that she had gone to high school with who became real famous and annoying. She had to write her obituary. <laughs> so it's it's cute. I like it. I think it's only three episodes in so far, but the very first episode, and I and I, admittedly I'm hormonal, but like the very first episode I got teary-eyed at the end. Oh. It was it was cute. It, it was well done. So I haven't like fallen off the couch laughing per se, but if you just kind of want something that's a little sweet and funny, I recommend it. It's on ABC and streaming on Hulu. Awesome. I have seen a lot of commercials for it. And it seems cute enough. I mean, I've watched a little bit of Ghosts and, you know, iZombie and a little bit of Pushing Daisies. So it kind of reminds me of all those Speaking to the Dead shows. Yeah, it's just charming uh, kind of television, I guess. And then the other one that I checked out was Animal Control, which is another new show on Fox. (laughs) I love it. You're like... Mm. Um, I like Joel McHale. I <laughs> so I mostly yeah. I, I mean, I tuned in because of Joel McHale. I just finished rewatching Community in preparation for the movie that they're shooting this year, and um, I was mostly curious to see if Joel McHale was still like ripped, and he is. is um, he? I mean, he was always like ripped, quote unquote, as Jeff. He's like more not- ripped now. <laughs> okay, like pecs, I'm gonna Google a picture. Like, <laughs> like Bursting through his little animal control vest. Joel McHale shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Recommend. He looks pretty good. I would kick kick him out of bed for eating crackers. And he's like 52. So. (laughs) Is he? (gasps) Yeah. He's a daddy. He is a daddy now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting lost in my phone now. Sorry. (laughs) As one does when Googling shirtless Joel McHale. <laughs> shirtless daddy spiral on the internet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, here's what I will say. Animal Control wants to be Brooklyn Nine-Nine with animals. It doesn't get there. However, if it is given time, I could see it growing. I think making comedies now on on network tv is really hard because unlike streaming services where you're given room to breathe and to kind of grow network tv is so like you you hit it out of the park right away or you get canceled yeah and i think that does a disservice to these comedies because what they're doing is right out the gate they're trying to be like really funny hey we're the new superstore or hey we're the new brooklyn 99 and instead what you get is like a, a shoddy remix of something. I mean, even if you think of like the first season of Parks and Recreation, wasn't that good? Like those yeah. first couple episodes, Leslie Nope is a completely different character than what she ends up being. She's kind of like a female Michael Scott in those first couple mm-hmm. episodes, like kind of irritating and awkward. And then by the end of it, she becomes so likable 
so I, I do agree that like those shows kind of need some time to get their pacing right and to kind of make you care about the characters, sympathize with people. So maybe it'll get better. Yeah. And they had that weird, like, um, Mark Brandanowitz was in that first season of Parks yeah, and Rec. And yeah. Yeah. It didn't work as well. So I will continue watching Animal Control almost as a, uh, like a hopeful viewer that it gets better. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like, it wasn't how, okay. I started watching How I Met Your Father season two. I was two. just about to mention <laughs> How I Met Your Father season two. Oh my God. Okay. I, I won't say anything about it other than like, I do think it's starting to settle in and get a little better. I and totally agree. That one of so, the episodes yeah. had me cackling. Was it the shrimp bath? <laughs> oh, the shrimp bad. bath did. And Rando, just the guy with the emoji Rando, over yeah. his face for the entire yeah. day. I died. It, yeah, it started to get better. So I'm hoping that Animal Control will do that too and have like the opportunity to do that. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, awesome. that's my, I, I'll give both those shows a tentative uh, pop it. I'm not dropping either tentative of them Tentative pops. Yet. We'll see. All right. What about you, Nicole? I haven't really watched much new, but I did watch The Guilty on Netflix with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I think it's Ooh. from like 2021. I think it's been on there for a bit. Is he a cop? I feel like he plays a cop a lot. I mean, yes and no. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> she he like is, he's some sort of detective guy. Yeah. Yeah, so in the movie, he is a 911 operator and he was moved there because he's going through something with the police department. He's being investigated. So he can't be like on the force right now. So they pushed him over to being an operator. And the beginning's really funny cuz he's kind of just like pushing off some of these 911 calls. He's like, "Yeah, dude, this isn't an emergency. Don't call 911." And hangs up. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I'm just like, whatever. But it's a really interesting movie because it starts out with those types of situations. And all of a sudden he gets a phone call about a girl who's been kidnapped. And then she hangs up the phone because the guy who kidnapped her realizes that she's on the phone, blah, blah, blah. Same old story with movies like this, I feel like. There's a really big twist at the end that I'm not going to say or mention because if you watch it, it'll just ruin the entire thing. But she mm. has two kids and... Stuff happens with the kids and whatnot. Oh my god, I feel like I can't even talk about it without like giving away the twist. This movie that I came know. out two years ago. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Well, I'm like, if you, well, are you guys gonna Everyone watch it? Dies. I might. I might. It sounds hey, okay. amazing. I'm like, if you guys aren't gonna watch it, I'll ruin it because I don't care. But ruin I it. Jake Gyllenhaal is the murderer. Yeah, just ruin it. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So the very end, <laughs> she's on the phone with him and she's saying how she is being kidnapped or whatnot. And he said, "Okay, if you're in the back of the van, just find something." So when he opens the back of the van, you could just smash him in the head with it and escape. So she does that. Eventually, he finds out from the guy who kidnapped her, who is also her husband, that she, like, did something to their son, Oliver. She, like, basically almost killed him. And there's blood all over his room, and he's in the hospital. They think he died. So the kidnapper, a.k.a. her husband, who actually didn't kidnap her, says that she is in the psych ward. Dang! Shyamalan twist! Yeah. Shyamalan twist! twist. Yeah. Yes, I'd like a Diet Coke with a Shyamalan twist, please. (laughs) Super good. Super good. Highly recommend. That sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I like a nice twist, even though you fucking ruined the twist. Way to go, Nicole. After we beg her to ruin it. Way to go, yeah. (laughs) 
I'm kidding. It's okay. <laughs> when I was little, I invited my friends to go over swimming. <laughs> and we're all in the pool. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Shauna, I just watched the craziest movie with my parents called The Sixth Sense the other day. No. And it turns out he was dead the whole time. <laughs> Oh, dude. And to this day, I've never seen that movie. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, I would have. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I didn't understand at the time, but like, Still. what a cultural, like, lexicon this movie would be or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. So she, she ruined it for me. Dude, I got spoiled when the first Star Wars sequel, what was it called? Force Awakens? Uh, Force Awakens, yeah. So the morning that it came out the official star wars facebook page posted something you know force awakens comes out today blah 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 and you know sometimes if you're looking at facebook like you don't have to click on a comment it will just show like the top comments oh no i already know what it's gonna say (laughs) yeah it was like i can't believe han solo died blah 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 no Dude, I went into that movie theater just, like, pissed. Like, so I would have been so fucking mad. So mad. I'll never get over it as long as I live. Like... No, that is not... That whole scene, everyone is on the edge of their seat, you know? And I'm just like... And you're just like... (laughs) I hope that person had, like, wet diarrhea for a long time. (laughs) I hope they still do. They know who they are and they know (laughs) what they did. And I hope it was wet and uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) On to what I watched this week. Uh, what did you watch this week? So I am slowly but surely making my way through Shit's Creek. I know I'm like years behind. I just finished season three. What a delightful show. Yeah. I am very much enjoying David and Patrick's budding relationship right now. And I really want Alexis and the vet guy to end up together. Ted. But I don't, I don't know. Ted. Yeah. They're so cute. I don't know. I really like Ted. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It's my nice little, like, I'm going to put this on while I drink some wine and kick back. But I have a controversial opinion for you guys. I just binged all of season one of White Lotus because apparently everyone's freaking out about this show. Mm, Nicole included. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you guys. I did not like it. Why? I I thought it was so boring. Season two is really good. So, okay. I I understand some of the themes, and I did like how it showed class structures and rich people get away with really anything. The exploitation of people of color was an ongoing theme throughout the series, especially with Belinda, the spa manager, and by the end, she's just like, I am done providing emotional labor to crazy white women. Like, I just cannot anymore. So I really liked that. But for the most part, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like Weird storylines and things would get introduced, like the dad has ball cancer. No, he doesn't. Oh, his dad had AIDS. And then for a minute, I thought he was going to have butt sex with the manager guy. And I was kind of rooting for it because I thought that would at least make it saucy. I mean, I guess he did eat out a guy's asshole. (laughs) While I'm saying this all out loud, it makes the show seem a lot more exciting than it really is. (laughs) So I only watched the first episode. (laughs) <laughs> and I agreed in that I thought it was kind of boring and also yeah. stuff just kind of being thrown out of left field. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I, it was hard to kind of almost follow because I was like, what's happening? The entire first season of the show for me was just kind of like, oh, this girl hates her douchey husband, but then she stays with him. 
Oh, I'm total spoilers for White Lotus season one. Sorry. This guy hates his job and does lots of drugs. And then he poops in a suitcase. He was the best character in the whole show. He was so funny. Oh, my God. Do you know what this show is all about? Like, each season is going to be about one of the seven sins. That's what it represents. Really? So they're making a third season? Yes. And there's rumors going around that it's going to be in Thailand, I believe. So what sin was the first one? Like wealth? Like not wealth, but I can't, I think money. Lust? Is lust a sin? Lust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lust. <laughs> lust. Haley, hey, you like know, Jesus and sins. stuff. What are the seven deadly sins? Uh, okay. So we got <laughs> lust, uh, gluttony, uh, greed. Greed. I think greed would probably be the first one. And I get that, you know? I just feel like if it's a satire, it wasn't biting and satirical enough. Mm. I don't know. So... But did you I, get, I, like... The ending? I mean, yeah, but it still was kind of like, I see what they Uh, did there. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't captivate me. Interesting. A podcast divided. Watch season two. Everyone says season two is so much better. I don't see. And I've heard people say, I like season one more. I like season one because I like the cast a little better because I like Sydney Sweeney. I like Mm. Connie Burton. Um. Sydney think, Sweeney bugs me. Maybe that's it. Uh, I think she's very overrated. I love her. I think I just like her because she's beautiful and someone told me I look like her and I took that straight in my head. <laughs> so, like, I love her because I mean, we are the same person. You are both yeah. beautiful. It's true. Mm. But I don't know. There's something people, about her that people just tell me, at me. People tell me I look like David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really beautiful, Haley. Yeah. I just, I just really get like Christina Ricci. That's cute. That's good. <laughs> or Kristen Ritter. <laughs> okay, this brings up. This is not the topic of our podcast per se, but this brings up an an important issue, I think, which is like Nicole. You're like, just watch season two, right? But Sean's like, I didn't like season one. And there's this thought of like, well, why am I going to watch season two if I didn't really like mm-hmm. season one? Yeah. And even with How I Met Your Father, I was the same because I didn't really like season one all that much. So but I, was I like, just why love Hillary Duff. Two? Yeah. Well, but for me, it was like, it got to the point where I just, I got so overwhelmed with all the content. Like, there's just mm-hmm. so many shows and so yeah. many movies that I just went back and watched more How I Met Your Father because I was like, I don't know, at least I know these characters already. Like, I don't yeah. need to go back and watch something new. Like, do you ever feel, like, overwhelmed by just the amount of crap on your watch list? Oh, for sure. And then people will start spitting out shows like, oh, I can't believe you didn't watch blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you know how much fucking stuff I watch? <laughs> like... Do you know that I'm a pop culture junkie? (laughs) I'm sorry I don't watch Yellowstone like (laughs) everybody else in the fucking world. God. Uh, It's like the one one app you don't have has all this, you know. Yeah. Nicole's like, if I could interject for Yellowstone. (laughs) No, not Yellowstone. This is still White Lotus. If you don't watch season two. I already know who dies. I already know who dies because it was all over the fucking internet. And but I, I want to see why and how it gets to there. See, that's the um, good and part. I do really like Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, so maybe. Was, see, and now I'm trying to convince no, myself to watch this so stupid good show. It. She did a really good job at her character. She's so gorgeous and deadpan. See, I'm, she is. I love her. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a whirl. A whirl. I think it's only the. Well, the first season was only like six episodes, so I mean, my husband and I were able to crank it out pretty quickly. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So something else that I watched, and I know Haley watched it recently too, was the new Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania I really enjoyed this movie. My husband said it was, quote, mid as fuck. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Um, The critics seem to be on team my husband because it is not getting very good reviews. But I know you liked it too, right? Yeah. I called it the Attack of the Clones of Marvel, which this side of 20 years ago, would have been a huge diss because mm-hmm. as most people know, Attack of the Clones is one of the weaker movies in you know, the franchise. But 20 years later, we all look back fondly on a lot of that stuff. And isn't that weird how yeah, that happens? I don't we, know you know, we appreciate it for what it is and eat goofy parts and all. And I felt like with this, A, I was expecting something very goofy because it's Ant-Man. B I knew it was in the quantum realm, so I knew things were going to get weird. Yeah. So I just wasn't, I I wasn't surprised or taken aback by any of kind of the weird characters. Instead, I was like pleasantly surprised by the cameos and I laughed a lot and because I knew the critics didn't like it, I kept waiting for like the other shoe to drop. I kept waiting for like, because yeah. like in Thor, Love and Thunder, I knew critics didn't like that either. And, and a lot of fans didn't like it. And it was easy for me to kind of pick out and pinpoint things that I didn't like either. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. I kept waiting for that in Ant-Man and it just never happened. I just liked the whole thing. I can think of bits and pieces. Like, I wish that Scott and Hope had had more scenes together. The movie is called Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I don't feel like they gave her a lot to do. And I mean, everything would have been solved if... Janet had just communicated with oh. her family. And I, and I, those plot points, like they do that a lot in CW shows where I'm just screaming at the television and going, this would all be solved if you communicated with each yeah. other. One conversation could solve all of this. So like those kinds of things, I guess I, I understood. But for the most part, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought Kang seems cool. I'm excited to see what the MCU does with him. But I guess it just kind of brings us to a broader topic of, okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes, Ant-Man and the Wasp got a 48%, which is certified rotten, Mm. but the audience score was 84%, which is really Mm. good. So I guess that just kind of brings us to the topic of, does it really matter if critics pan something, if it's universally loved by fans? Like, how much do these critic opinions 
really matter in the long run. Do they matter? Do they influence whether or not you guys go see a movie? No, for me, it doesn't influence my opinion. I don't even look at Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. Critic scores, they don't affect me in any way, shape, or form because I feel like I can create my own opinion and I'm different too. I feel like, obviously, I don't really care or watch those types of movies like Ant-Man and stuff like that. So obviously, my score would probably be low. But with other movies like sports movies or like action thriller movies, like I like those. So I'd probably always give them a higher score. So for me, it does not affect if I go to the movies and see it, if I will watch it on a streaming service. I kind of just want to watch it because I want to watch it and give my own opinion on it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I don't even look at Rotten Tomatoes, honestly. I kind of forget it exists. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. I look at audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Which isn't to say that that's always right either, because like Captain Marvel has a 79% critic rating and a 45% audience rating because it was review bombed by a bunch of incels. Exactly. So that isn't always accurate either. But if I'm going to pay attention to something, it's going to be that because, you know, I kind of look at film critics as like like food critics. A food critic is going to go to some like super bougie, fancy restaurant where they give you one bite of nothing And they're going to review it and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing and worth $300 a plate. And they're going to go to In-N-Out Burger and be like, this is garbage. And I would rather have the garbage. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I think I I take them into account sometimes. I mean, there are a lot of times where a movie will get like 2% in Rotten Tomatoes and it kind of becomes like a laughing stock of the film industry. And we all kind of agree that these movies are terrible. But then there are other those those times where it's, you know, we all really liked this. So what? Why should I care what some, yeah, bougie ass reporter or film critic thinks of this? I guess I also think that sometimes these film critics will see. It's like Nicole's point. If you sent Nicole to go review Marvel movies because she's a film critic, she doesn't like those types of movies, so she's gonna give them a worse score than if she sees a sports movie, then she's just prone to like those more. So if I am going to listen to reviewers, I have a few people on like YouTube that I know are nerds that are going to give their honest, like real opinions about these movies. And I, they like the same kind of stuff as me. So I kind of tend to go towards people that I know I'm going to agree with more or that I'm really going to trust their opinion because we like the same kind of movies. I, I know we had a similar conversation kind of about like, the death of the critic with things like TikTok now where anybody Mm -hmm. can just share their opinion and they don't have to be an expert. And in fact, there's this one guy, his like TikTok handle is straw hat goofy. And he uh, (laughs) just started doing that. He just started reviewing, you know, Marvel movies and Star Wars shows and whatever in his little apartment with a couple Funko pops behind him. And he built this huge following. And when I saw Ant-Man, he was on the like pre-movie entertainment. So this guy from TikTok was, was he'd gotten a job now talking about this stuff like before the movie start in the theater. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Like that guy's living the dream. Cause I, I used to want to go to school to be a film critic, but I wanted to do what this guy did. I just wanted to be able to talk about the things that I want to talk about now with YouTube and all that. Kind of like what we're doing hey! right now. <laughs> and I didn't even have to go to school for it. Hey! Go figure. 
this article that I found says that Americans are twice as likely to listen to social media for TV recommendations than so-called experts or critics. So maybe we are moving away from the era of the critic. Much to Martin Scorsese's chagrin. (laughs) So I found my favorite movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's V for Vendetta. Um, I haven't watched it in years, but that's always been my all-time favorite movie. The Tomometer, very scientific. Or is it Tomometer? Tomato Meter. I think it's Tomom. Tomato Meter? Oh. Oh, I like Tomometer better. <laughs> A long time ago. <laughs> we did. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Tomometer. So come at me in the comments. Is a 73%, so it's certified okay. fresh. The audience score is a 90%, so the audience liked it even more than the critics did. Still not too much of a discrepancy, though. They were both fresh, but the audience absolutely liked it more than the critics did, for my favorite movie anyway. Interesting. What about you guys? Did you find your favorite movies? So mine, it's really cheesy, but I don't know why it's my favorite. It just is. I'm excited to hear this. This is my comfort movie. This is when I'm at an Airbnb or at a friend's house and I'm sleeping over and I just need something to relax when I'm going to sleep. And it is The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Oh, I love that Yeah, it's my favorite movie for sure. (laughs) And it actually did really well. I'm shocked at how well it actually did. So I also am going to call it the thermometer. Um. Because I you. just think of thermometer, thermometer, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> tomato, thermometer, thermometer, thermometer. Exactly. All right. <laughs> the thermometer was an 86%. Yeah. And the oh, audience damn. score was a 70. So the audience scored it less. Oh, dang. Right? That's I interesting. Know. That's what I was thinking. And the um, critic reviews, there's 51 reviews. And the audience reviews, there's over 250,000. So, I mean, Holy there's, like, shit. a big difference a in between the two, but I still think it's super interesting. It's a 16% difference and that the critics' score was higher. I wonder if just a bunch of Lindsay Lohan haters <laughs> hopped on there in the later yeah. years and just started dragging her for no that reason. That could be, honestly. But, I don't know. I really love this movie. It's so good. That's a great movie. I really enjoy it. Do you know The Parent Chop is a remake, right? Yes. The original was 1961. I was named after the actress in the original Parent Trap. That's why I know. So, Haley, what did your favorite movie score on Rotten Tomatoes? My favorite movie is Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge. I love that movie. (laughs) Me too. And so do critics, kind of. It got a 75% on the tomato meter. You guys, critical reading skill. It's like, just sound it out. Tomometer. This is why we're not the teacher Um, here. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, sound it out, you guys, with phonics. (laughs) But yeah, 75%, which technically is considered fresh. But it's also like a C, which isn't that great. C's get degrees. (laughs) A, A, C. A, A, C. Forks up, baby. Go devils. Woo! As I take a sip of my wine. Go devils. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, but the audience score was 89%, so it is higher uh, scored. But the other one that I looked at that um, I also really, really like is The Greatest Showman. And yes, I love that movie. That's a good example of where Rotten Tomatoes gets it way wrong, because the critics gave that a 56% and, and just bombed it. 
Mm-hmm. And audience reviews are 86%. And I feel like anybody... I love I feel that like there's movie. no like, liking mm-hmm. The Greatest Showman. It's either like you hate it or you love it. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. I found a couple movies where they got it wrong. Well, I shouldn't say that. I got one where they got it wrong. And then one where... I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll have a group discussion. So one of my favorite movies growing up, and I... It's one of those things where you didn't quite understand the jokes as a child, but I still loved it. And then I watched it again when I was a little older and went, oh, that's what that (laughs) meant. (laughs) So um, I really like Spaceballs. It's so funny. I think I watched Spaceballs before I watched any Star Wars movies. (laughs) So when I finally watched Star Wars, I was like, oh, he's like Dark Helmet. Like... It's dumb. Um, the thermometer <laughs> gave it a 57%, which is certified mm. rotten. The audience gave it an 83% because who doesn't like space balls? Yeah. And I imagine just some like, I don't know, super buttoned up critic just watching it being like, this movie's stupid. Comb the desert. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. But that movie's iconic. Classic Mel Brooks stupidity. And Bill Pullman at his, like, absolute hottest. Yikes. Oh, he's so hot in that movie. He's so hot in that movie. Okay, another one that I found that we're going to have a discussion about, because I feel like some people are going to be like, no, Shauna, the thermometer got that absolutely right. And then others will be like, no, they didn't. Twilight. Mm. According to the thermometer. <laughs> 49%. So it's a stinker. It's a rotten tomato. The audience score was 72%. So a bunch of twihards got in there. We're like, oh my God, no, it was great. It was great. So I don't know. Where do you, what do you guys think? Do we agree with the critics or the audience on Twilight? Never seen it. <laughs> you never seen it? What? <gasps> <laughs> Dude, Nicole, I, think, I feel like Nicole is like the target audience for Twilight. <laughs> Nicole, you are a, a woman in her 20s. You are correct. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, I've very recently watched all of them, like within the last year. And I know I've talked about it in the podcast because my husband liked them all. And so he finally like convinced me to watch them. And they're so <laughs> bad that I loved it. I loved it. I have known more dudes who like Twilight than girls, first of all. Oh, Which for is sure. so bizarre to me. But second, like, <laughs> like, were you, Nicole, were you like the weirdo at school who like wasn't obsessed? Because I feel like all like your generation was like obsessed with it when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I think I was a person that saw it was way too popular and was not going to be a part of that crowd. Mm. Uh, she's a hipster. She's like, yeah. it's too cool. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to give Twilight a 69%. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Honestly, though, I do think that's like, accurate. I think that is the perfect score for Twilight. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> why why is 69 um it, it i'm not gonna give it a 40 something because that implies that it's not enjoyable and it's i didn't have a good time a 69 percent implies mm-hmm. it might not always be enjoyable but i had a good time <laughs> it's kind of like 69ing i mean it sometimes it's a little awkward you gotta like it might not always be enjoyable but when you get it right <laughs> It's a great time. You're not always in the mood for Twilight. You know what I mean? You're not always. But then, like, you're like, well, let's just put it on. <laughs> Someone suggests it, and you go, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> this, is, this is a good time. It's pretty good. 
Maybe we should do that tonight, darling. I mean, maybe we should watch Twilight tonight, darling. (laughs) Why does our podcast always devolve into something like this? It does not matter what the topic is. It will get here eventually. I think us in our chaotic feral mode is when we are the best at podcasting, honestly. Just pop culture junkie feral goblin mode activated. That's going to be our new shirt. Oh my god. In conclusion, if you like a certain genre of film, if you liked a movie and the critics didn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Twilight, (laughs) Spaceballs, they're not getting nominated for Academy Awards. Like, I don't care. Whatever. I'm watching it for myself and my enjoyment. So I don't care what anyone else thinks, and neither should you. Much better to find podcast hosts that you agree with or see eye to eye with and get your recommendations from them. Exactly. And if you want more recommendations about movies and TV shows, just listen to Pop Culture Junkie and uh, follow us on social media. Where can they find you guys? You can find me, Haley, on Instagram at 30nerdythriving. You can find me, Nicole, on Instagram and TikTok at Nicole underscore Eldridge and on Twitter at NALDridge14. And you can find me, Shauna Trinidad, at Shauna Trinidad on TikTok and Instagram, S-H-A-U-N-A-T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D. And again, please give us a review, give us a like, give us a download, a subscribe, tell your friends, buy a t-shirt. You can find all of our links on our website, popculturejunkie.com. That's where you can learn how to download, subscribe to, rate, and review the show. There's also links to the podcast on social media. You can support us on Patreon, get access to that exclusive content, get those feet pics, all that good stuff. Thank you for listening and come back next time for another hit of Pop Culture. Pop Culture Junkie is a production of Pop Culture Entertainment Group. So entertain